Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Simply Chrissy podcast. This is your girl Chrissy coming to you once again with more goodness. And this, my sweet friends, this is episode 49. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you, and I hope that you're doing well. Before we get into the main enchilada of this episode, remember to follow this podcast. If you're listening from iTunes, leave a rating and a review. And I do hope that this podcast is is adding some value, rather, to your life. And if you're listening from another platform, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, so on and so forth. I don't think you can do any of those things like leave a rating or a review. So I just appreciate that you're listening at all. Lastly, remember to check out simplychrissyblog.com for written jewels and nuggets of gold follow share both of those two things i just mentioned thank you so much in advance and now on with the show today i'm going to be dropping part two of the healthy weight loss tips a few podcasts ago i dropped the first part of it I didn't know it was going to be a two-part series, but I had more to say. I think that was episode, was that episode, was like episode 46 or 48? No, it was not episode 48. It was episode 46. What am I talking about? Oh man. I think it was episode 46. I'm pretty sure. Episode 46 or 47. You'll just have to check it out. It's... Episode four, it says it in the title. It's episode 46 or 47, okay? You can go peep that. And I had more to say. The the that first episode was was pure gold. It was hot fire flames. Shout out to Whitney Simmons. Um but I have more to say. These are all simple, healthy weight loss tips. But they are not easy. I have learned thou shalt not confuse easy with simple. Just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. So, however, everything I'm saying is common sense. There is no trickery involved. It is just simple and doable but not not necessarily easy okay so number one tip number one stress management of course stress has to do with your ability to lose weight and it does impact weight gain 
Chronic stress may lead to weight gain in several ways, including eating to cope with negative emotions. When you're stressed, you're highly likely to crave and eat foods that are high in fat, sugar, salt, and that are highly processed. For example, chips, pop, or drinking, you know, Coke, Pepsi, Sprite, etc., Dr. Pepper, whatever people like to drink, eating cookies, pastries, pizza, fast food, etc. Also, you have a stress hormone called cortisol, and elevated levels of cortisol in your body can lead to overeating and weight gain. So managing your stress is definitely necessary because as adults, uh, there's never-ending amounts of stress. I am not saying that children don't experience stress. Um, they do. Um, however, I would say it just never ends. It never ends when you're an adult. So knowing how to manage it and find tools to help you cope with it in a healthy way really is necessary. Moving on to uh, tip number two, that is drink your water, people. Stay hydrated. I know that you've heard this before, but it's legit. It is for real. Uh, We are humans, and as such, our bodies are made up of like, what is it, between 70 and 80% water. I see varying percentages, so I'm going to give a range (laughs) between 70 and 80% water. So because it is such an essential fluid that we are comprised of, it is essential to have enough water for us to even function. Most people don't drink enough water and they often confuse thinking that they are hungry with the fact that they're actually thirsty. Because when you are dehydrated, you will get confusing signals and people usually confuse them. So instead of somebody reaching for water to drink, they will reach for food to eat when really your body is dehydrated and you just needed to hydrate yourself to set yourself back in like equilibrium. Also, an extra thing I wanted to add about dehydration A lot of times people complain about having headaches and they go and they reach for a Tylenol or an aspirin or whatever they want to reach for when in fact their headache is caused once again from dehydration. Like that's the cause of the headache. You don't just have the the headache for nothing. So again, stay hydrated. It really does matter and it when you are dehydrated you get like wrong signals or you you interpret things incorrectly about what your body is trying to tell you you know um also staying hydrated can help to increase your metabolism and prevent constipation that is important because you need your digested food to get out of your body whether it is through uh Uh, urine or otherwise and you know for people who are wanting a fit flat stomach 
you ain't gonna have no flat stomach when your intestines are bulging with poop. Just want to say to you, just keeping it real, guys, you know, like, just want to say to you, you know, you need to keep things moving, keep it flowing, keep it moving, keep it regular, keep that peristalsis pumping, keep it going, guys. Okay. Last thing I want to say about water, when you do have enough water in your body and you are hydrated, you will have a feeling of satiety. You will feel satisfied. You will feel um, balanced. Like you will be able to more easily differentiate between when you are actually hungry versus when you are thirsty. Um, of course, drinking water has tons, like tons of, of different health benefits, but I'm just trying to keep it specific to the topic of healthy tips for weight loss. Hydration tips. If you are on the road, I realize we are in the midst of a pandemic. Millions of people are working from home, including myself. I've been working from home for over a year now. However, when I was going to work, this story is in relation to the first hydration tip I have for you in terms of like keeping water around you to make staying hydrated easier for you. Going back to my story, when I was always commuting to work, I took my backpack with me and I always take my food with me, like my lunch with me and my snacks and everything because it's cheaper to make your own food and due to my food allergies and sensitivities and also like my fitness goals and just the way I live it's just easier for me and cheaper to just make my own food so anyway so I bring my own food with me pack my own snacks and I always bring my own water and I bring it in a refillable container and then I'm able to just refill my water as the day goes on so that is a hot tip for you again this particular tip may not be applicable to you if you are no longer commuting to work however if you are going anywhere whether you take a refillable bottle with you or you buy a bottle of water somewhere the point is always having water on you so you start drinking water at home you continue that when you are on the road um you know even if you're like going to like parks or you're like i don't know trying to go to a cabin whatever the case may be you know different people are doing different things right now during the pandemic to uh get out of the house and stuff like that so whatever it is the point is if you are in any kind of transit, do your best to keep water with you. I suggest a refillable container because it's cheaper. And especially if you get a big enough container, it makes it easier for you to know how much water you're drinking. An additional hot tip is if you were to fill up 
your refillable bottle of, well, your refillable bottle that you will put your water in and you pour it into a liquid measuring cup, you can see how much water in cups, in a cup measurement, your, uh, if that matters to you, you can do milliliters, whatever floats your boat, but you can see how much water your bottle actually holds. And then you can go and do the math. You're like, okay, uh, my water bottle holds like two liquid cups of water. So if I drink, you know, four of these in a day, then I will have like the equivalent of eight cups of water. I used to have a canteen that had like, it was enormous. Like you could bathe a baby in it. It had like, it was like worth like three, it was like three cups of water, maybe like three and a half cups. It was, it was heavy. I I actually, I actually had to stop carrying around, (laughs) carrying it around because it was, it was heavy. I could do bicep curls with it. Like it was huge. But anyway, um, I only had to drink like two of those and a little bit because they were huge. Two of those and I was like done my <laughs> two of those and I was done drinking like my water for the day. So I loved it in terms of that, but it was just too too heavy. I was like, I can't. I'm getting a backache from my water. <laughs> so I had to switch to something smaller, a smaller uh, type of like uh, refillable bottle. I got one of the what are those ones called the swell bottles but I got it at winter so I didn't pay too much of a ridiculous price because it's just a water bottle that they marked up (laughs) anyway so that's my that's my suggestion with that get a refillable bottle and measure it out so that you know how much water you're actually drinking and then you know how many times you need to refill it to equal the right amount of water that you need for your quota for the day okay however If you are working from home, what you can do is you can keep water in a few places. You can keep water on your kitchen table or your kitchen counter. If you like your water cold, keep it in the fridge and then keep a huge like teacup or coffee cup. I suggest whether it's tall or it's very, very like huge circumference. Keep that on your table, on your like your desk where you're working, and then you can just plug away at drinking that all day and just keep on refilling the cup. That is what I do. I just, I fill my cup in the morning. It's a giant cup. The one I have is probably like two, it's probably worth about two cups of water as well. Maybe two and a half, two and a quarter. It's pretty big. And so I just keep on refilling that throughout the day. And that makes it much easier for me to make sure that I'm staying hydrated. And usually I come near my goal of having like at least eight cups of water in a day. And so when you get used to it, it just becomes a habit, you know? So that's my suggestion with and tips for uh, staying hydrated. Um, because if you don't have the water around you, it's a habit. It's honestly a habit. And if you don't cultivate the habit of drinking enough water and do things to make your experience easier, you're not going to do it. Period. Point blank. Period. You're not going to do it. Okay. Oh, 
An extra tip, I recommend that you drink alkaline water. You can you can uh, Google the benefits of alkaline water. It's just that the pH balance is uh, more alkaline for your body. You want to avoid putting acidic things in your body. And uh, tap water and like Aquafina water. And what's the other one? Aquafina. And I forgot the other one. But waters like that are acidic and uh, they're not very good for you. And waters with a with an alkaline pH, like spring water, and I mean real spring water, not fake ones by Nestle. <laughs> I mean real ones. When you read the bottle, if you're buying spring water and you read the bottle, it will actually have like you can see the minerals listed how much the how much uh of each mineral uh there is and it will tell you the ph balance of the water okay so it's just that you get actual mineral content and when you naturally you really should we should be getting minerals from our water which also gives us energy and in and is healthier for our bodies okay so that's that Moving on to uh, tip number three, fiber. Fiber makes you feel full faster and for a longer time, period. And no, I'm not suggesting that you go and eat some steel wool or like go and fill your cereal bowl with bran, you know, if you eat cereal, you know, there's many different sources of fiber that you can choose from, you know, Various fruits, various veggies, legumes such as lentils, chickpeas, beans, etc. Oats. Oats is one of my personal favorites. I literally eat oats every single day of my life. I make oats from scratch. I I pre I I pre make my oats. I pre make my oats a few days in advance. I make a giant bowl of it, and I make it plain but it's already flavored so I just make it with um gluten-free oats with ground flax seeds cinnamon nutmeg vanilla extract or if I have like a different spice I'll put like pumpkin spice I'll mix up the spice like sometimes I have like a like a pumpkin spice spice mix that I get from the health food store or there's like an apple spice mix too it just it's just cheaper to have like these spice mixes because then I can get a different flavor with an assortment of spices that I would usually pay like a good trillion dollars for so there's a hack for you guys hit up the health food store and get some of these organic uh spice mixes uh like pumpkin spice or apple spice or whatever and it's really nice to just throw it you know put on put it on your yogurt put it in your cereal whatever the case may be it's just really easy anyways going back to my oats And then I mix it with water and I pre-cook it and then I put it in a airtight container and I keep it in the fridge and then I just take out portions of it, a small portion of it every single day and I have it. I don't need a lot of oats. I get fiber. I get protein. I get nutrients. It's just the best thing. And also it sets the course of my eating. Like I feel very stable when I get oats in my body because my blood sugar is stable um, my, it, I, my, uh, the oats are digesting at a nice, slow, but steady pace. It's not like when you eat, you know, I don't know, 
whatever crazy things and I don't know an egg McMuffin or something with no fiber no nutrients in it it just spikes your blood sugar and literally within half an hour you're hungry again because you didn't eat anything substantial you just ate a bunch of like nonsense so um oats I think I'm actually gonna do a separate podcast episode about oats because I love oats so much it's it's literally like since I've been working from home especially it's just the best thing like it just it's the best thing Ugh, I, I can't I can't even tell you enough about oats oats is just the best thing so I mean make things taste good guys make things taste good it's possible sometimes people complain about healthy food and stuff like that it's not the food it's you <laughs> it's not the food it's you hit up YouTube. YouTube is one of the best resources out there. You can learn how to do so much stuff on YouTube. Life-changing. Hit up Jamie Oliver. Hit up like, like the Food Network and like all these different food, like just whatever recipe you want. Just search it in the search engine on YouTube. Look up the videos. You could literally become your own master chef for nothing. Like I'm telling you, it's life-changing. I also wanted to add that fiber is super important for maintaining good gut health and for maintaining healthy gut flora. So you want to make sure that you are having healthy bacteria in your gut And when you eat a lot of processed foods, your gut will become overrun with bad bacteria and then diseases will also start to set in. So fiber is actually super important and it keeps you regular on the toilet. Number four, moving on. Sleep. Sleep is super important when it comes to fitness, weight loss, and maintaining an ideal weight. Lack of sleep makes you highly, highly, highly likely to lose control of your appetite. This has happened to me before. Actually, I've experienced a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about already, so I know it's legit. You're gonna lose control of your appetite. It is super hard when you're tired to exercise control over going nuts with your eating you'll most likely be eating because you're tired not because you're hungry you'll most likely be craving fat sugar salt and processed foods sleep deprivation causes your body to produce more ghrelin and less leptin those by the way are your appetite hormones And then that causes you to overeat. So there is a ton of of benefits um, where sleeping is concerned. Once again, I am trying to keep it contained to just talking about it in relation to weight loss, maintaining a healthy weight and fitness. But it's very important. There's literally, there is literally nothing that can replace the function of sleep. There is nothing. 
There is nothing that can replace the function and the role that sleep plays in your life and your overall health. Your body regenerates and heals itself when you're sleeping. If you think that keeping your phone charged is important, you should also think that keeping your body charged is important. There's no Red Bull, there is no coffee, there is no whatever else people do to make themselves stay awake artificially. There's nothing that can replace the role of sleep. Period. Think about that. Moving on to tip number five. So there's extenuating health circumstances that impact people's um, weight gain or inability to lose weight. The best example I have is people who have thyroid issues like a hyperthyroid versus a hypothyroid. Some people with thyroid issues, it causes them to gain weight and then it makes it very difficult for them to lose weight. In a particular case like that, if you suspect that you do have a thyroid issue, you would definitely want to go to your doctor and have them test you so that it can be diagnosed and then they will treat you however that's treated. I am not well informed on treatment of thyroid issues, but I do know that it is an imbalance that affects people and so you would have to treat that in a special manner and you can't just attribute that directly to uh, food yes the other things play a role but you need to get your thyroid regulated with the example I'm giving the thyroid example if you have an extenuating health circumstance okay moving on to tip number six for weight loss Work out regularly. I kept this near the end. I only have one more tip after this. I kept working out regularly to the end of my tips just because I'm well aware that um, working out is... It's overemphasized... And all, and it's working out is overemphasized. It is important, but there are weight loss and weight gain are both multifactorial. Furthermore, you need to know that 80% of your physique is what you eat, plus the other plus the other factors that I've that I've mentioned. And then 20% of it is actually working out. So like you will never, ever, ever outwork a poor diet ever. And once again, when I say diet, I don't mean like going on a diet. I mean, you will never outwork putting crap in your mouth. You will never, ever like you. It will just never happen. There's a saying in the fitness Uh, community that abs are made in the kitchen but revealed in the gym and it's the same thing with your physique your physique is made in the kitchen your physique is being made with every spoonful you put in your mouth every forkful you put in your mouth 
every amount of sleep you do and don't get the stress that you can and can't manage because it's if you notice everything is connected the stress impacts what you do or don't eat the sleep that you do or don't get impacts what you do or don't eat fiber or lack thereof impacts overeating or not and what you eat like hydration (laughs) everything if affects and impacts what you eat or don't eat and how much of it you do eat or don't eat everything is interconnected so yes working out totally matters but you can't get it twisted if you are not putting actual real food in your mouth as opposed to food like substances you will never ever achieve the physique on whatever end of the spectrum you're on whether you're trying to be some kind of fitness person you're just trying to be fit for yourself and you know have a good quality of life and feel good and have longevity whatever the case may be it's your fitness starts on the fork it starts it starts in your cup it's it's starts in your bed you know the amount of sleep you get or don't the fiber you eat or don't everything i said it all adds up so working out does matter yes you have to do it regularly yes you need to do it properly there are no shortcuts but you just you the emphasis needs to be on the other things that i mentioned followed by proper workouts on a regular basis that are right for you and now bringing this home to the very last tip it's the deepest one (laughs) you will never hear anybody (laughs) you won't hear most most of the weight loss industry fitness industry they won't be talking about none of this you know it's deep tip number seven I hope you're ready because you may not be, but I'm saying it. It's dealing with any childhood or life traumatic events that happen to you. It's super deep, but it's real. We all experience pain and trauma in some way, shape, or form, some people more than others. There is a root to all of our behaviors and habits. So in relation to food, and specifically people who cope with their trauma and their pain by eating, there's a root to that. And so, like food addiction and any other unhealthy relationships that people have with food, the root of it is typically pain and or trauma. So that is very sensitive. I'm well aware it is not easy, which is why 99% of people don't ever address their trauma and their pain. And they go through life 
with unhealthy coping mechanisms all the while internally or emotionally they're still bleeding from the pain and the trauma so all I wanted to say is it's okay to ask for help and it is okay for you to seek healing because we all deserve to be happy And you deserve happiness. And so, that being said, on that note, episode 49 of the Simply Chrissy podcast has come to an end. I want to thank you so much for riding with me and tuning in. And I hope that you got some value out of this episode. Remember to share it because sharing is caring, guys. Remember to check out simplychrissyblog.com. Share that as well because there's jewels in there, just like I dropped jewels right now. And on that note, keep well, my friends. Love and light. Check you later. Hey guys, just wanted to add a bonus tip that I forgot to add in the first part of this podcast. Bonus weight loss tip. And that is make sure that you have a cutoff time for your eating. As in, stop eating at least two or three hours, ideally three hours before you go to bed. When you go to bed with a full stomach, you're not going to be using the energy in terms of the food that you just put in your body and that will make you gain weight. Only caveat to this is if you're trying to get the gains, you're really slim, you're trying to gain weight, then do you, that's fine. But for most people, when you're trying to lose weight and just be healthy, honestly, ideally you shouldn't be eating within a three hour window of going to bed because then you have just this food sitting in your stomach and it's preventing your body from doing what it needs to do at night, which is to regenerate your body. When you put food in your stomach, all of your energy goes to digesting this food and it's an even more laborious task if you put all this food in your stomach and then you're not really doing anything with it because you're just going to bed. So... That's that tip. Have a cutoff time and don't eat within three hours of going to bed. Minimum two hours, but ideally three. Last thing is, just wanted to say about my pre-cooked oatmeal. I do add almond milk, sunflower seed butter, half a banana, and mixed berries to my oatmeal when I'm actually going to eat it. I forgot to mention that and I had the afterthought of, wow, I just made it sound like I'm, you know, a little bit extra and I just eat my oats like that. I mean, I could, but that's not how I eat it. I dress up my oats, I make it flavorful, and it's still healthy. That's it, guys. Love and light. Check you later.